rock, rock, bottle on the track, boy. Yo, welcome back, welcome back to the Dynasty Show podcast. Here with you, Jay. As you already know, we got Zach. What up? And my man, Jay Vo. Ethan is uh, from Brooklyn. Sadly, Ethan is no longer with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he's too busy. He's got a big life going. He's got big goals. So, but he's still part of the crew. He's um, still part of the crew, and we're supporting him. So. Yeah, oh, Ethan. Yeah, he'll pop in for guest appearances here and there, but he's no longer a regular on the show. Yes, sir. All right. Today we're gonna go through a couple of uh, things. March, a little bit of March Madness, baseball, spring training, um, and NBA playoffs coming up, and then we got a little um, talk about the little Tyreek Hill trade. But first, guys, let's get into this. Um, let's get into March Madness, guys. Um, I know Zach, your prediction is gone out the window. Uh, St. Peter's, I know they're gone. Yeah, they had a good, they had a good run. Yeah, but I told they had you, a good I, run. I told you by at least fifteen, North Carolina was going to beat them. They ended up what you twenty did. points. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Now that um we're in the final four, right? Yeah. Okay. Tell me, you guys' predictions. Who you guys think is um who's going to win it, or who's going to be the matchup in the finals? Javon, you want to go first? Go ahead, Jay. Uh, North Carolina, that's my... To win it? North Carolina to win it? Yeah, I don't see I don't see this group team... I don't see them have any real colors. They all play... They play. Hey, we talked about this earlier. They play well together. They're well old machine. But I don't see them beating the UNC. I think UNC is much more... They're much more... They're, they're better. Individually, they're better. Better and and let me ask you this: You say they're better. Is that your is that your heart or your head speaking? That's my head. That's my head. That's not my heart. It's my heart with St. Peter's. <laughs> I mean, I would say North Carolina is probably the second best defensive team remaining in the tournament. So I can definitely see North Carolina going there. Um, Jay, I'm pretty sure I already know who you're taking to win it all. But uh, but I'm not speaking. Listen, that's my. I, I'm a Dookie. That's my team. I've been I've been a Dookie for for life. Um, but I roll with the ACC now. Don't get me wrong. I I like the ACC teams. I think the ACC is the strongest conference in uh, NCAA basketball. But I gotta go with Duke, and I'm gonna go with Kansas on the other side. Um, and I got Duke. I got Duke cutting down the nets. I mean, I feel like you know, it's just Coach K's last year. Um, the team is playing very well. He has the team playing very well. This is the best they've played all year. If you actually been watching them, um, they've been yeah, playing. They, have. they play fast. Powell has been playing out of his mind too. Yeah, and I think um, I just don't think North Carolina has the score is going to be able to keep up with them scoring wise. You know, they have the size, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Duke uh, scoring wise. So I think I got I got Duke cutting down the nets, man. I got to cut dude down. cutting down the nets. All yes. right. All right. That, well, that, uh, so my heart, for some reason, my heart wants to take Kansas to win it all. But my head is saying Villanova. Villanova. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, because I don't know. I just think Villanova's always got a solid team. 
I really think the winner of that game is coming out of that Kansas Villanova game. One of those two, because Kansas is probably the best remaining defensive team in this tournament. Mm-hmm. I would say you could put Villanova or North Carolina second. I would probably put UNC second and Villanova third. But I think I don't know. It's tough for me, so I got to go with the winner of the Kansas Villanova game, and I would have them. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I would have them playing Duke. I just think I think Duke is too much for North Carolina at this point. I think they match up like I think Duke matches up with North Carolina a lot better than North Carolina matches up with Duke. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting too because this is the first time the two teams have met in the NCAA tournament, and here they are playing in the Final Four. So. And since I need to pick a winner and I can't flip-flop, I guess give me Kansas-Duke in the final, and I'll take Kansas over Duke. Okay, okay, okay. So, J-Bo, you got – who you got winning it? Uh, who you got winning it? He said North Carolina. Carolina? Okay, so we got Carolina, we got Kansas, and we got Duke. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. All right. So, all right, moving along. All right, guys, you know, as you know, spring, uh, MLB spring training has uh, started. Um, You know, I haven't really caught any of the games yet, but um, I'm going to ask you guys this. What are you guys' early predictions um, on the MLB season? Do you want, like... Do you want like the teams that we think will like be playoff yeah, teams? Tell me, tell me, tell me, you guys, who you, who you guys, the teams that you think um will be there, and then like give me a get, and also give me a player who you guys think is gonna um be in the MVP hunt. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, since Javon went first last time, I guess I'll take first on this time. Um, I think in the MLB this year, um, I think the Dodgers are the team to beat. Uh, with the addition of Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, like that lineup from top to bottom is stacked. And if I'm a pitcher, I don't want to face that lineup. Um, yeah, so I think the Dodgers are the team to beat by a lot. Um, and so I would have to pick them right now as my early World Series favorite. And then, I don't know, from there, I like Atlanta. Atlanta and Philly in the East. I think both those two teams. I think the Mets, too. I think really three teams are going to contend in the NL East. I think it'll be between Atlanta, Philadelphia, and the Mets. Um, The Phillies can hit. The Phillies definitely added some bats in their lineup. They can hit, um, and they played well. If Bryce Harper continues to do what Bryce Harper does... Yeah, the Phillies are gonna be pitching. are gonna be pitching too, though. Yeah, they have some pitching. No, Nola's good. They got pitching in Philly, so I mean, it's low key good. So, like I said, obviously, I would go Atlanta, Mets, and then Phillies. But I think the Phillies are in the hunt in that division, and I think they're gonna be a serious, uh, serious player in that division all year. Um, moving to the what is it? The NL, the NL West. Yeah, I got the Dodgers. Um, I would say the Giants, the usual suspects in that division, Dodgers, Giants, you know, Padres, depending on how they handle the absence of Tatis, too. Um, they could also be right there. I mean, Tatis is out for two months, so that's a huge loss for them. But they got the depth. Three. They'll be fine. Three. It's three now? Yeah, it's three. I think it, I think that was that. Um, that's what it was all the, from the beginning was three. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah, and the central the central is always a tough di- division to call because that's uh, 
that that NL Central is a wild division, so it's it's always very competitive. But in that division, I got to give the edge to St. Louis this year. Um, I think you got the Cardinals. I think you got the Brewers. That'll be the serious contenders in that division. Um, I really like Cubs are rebuilding. Pirates are the Pirates. You know, I, I Pirates are one of the teams I always wish like I want to see them do good and I always want to see them succeed, but they just never do. Um, the Reds, the Reds kind of show that they're like kind of rebuilding, going more youthful because they traded, they like traded and let their veterans like leave and didn't resign Winker or Castellanos, you know. So it's so clear that they're out of it, you know. So that really leaves the Brewers. That leaves, yeah, the Brewers, the Cardinals. That's about it. Um, so yeah, for that division, and then moving to the AL, um, who I would have coming out of the AL this year? That's tough because there's a lot of the AL's competitive. There's a lot of good teams in the American League. Yeah. Um, so in the AL East, I have I have it between uh, Toronto and Toronto, Tampa, New York. Um, I don't think the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox overachieved this this past season like they did a great they did great but the, like the roster that they had like the they kind of yeah. overachieved with it and they really didn't do much in this offseason i mean trevor story yeah huge addition to boston like shirt up the second base position for the next six years which is a great addition but we still need pitching like we lost e- boston lost erod you know so yeah. that's a huge that's a huge loss. And until they share up the pitch in, I mean, they definitely have potential. Like I said, there I think they could be a dark horse, but I really think the three main contenders in that division are Toronto, Tampa, and New York. Um, and then moving to the AL Central, that's a tough division because that's another competitive division as well. Enough tough, gritty division. A lot of those teams, but I think the White Sox are clearly the best team in that division at this point in time. Um, so I guess it's just the teams to put behind them, um, which is tough because I'd have it between Detroit or the Guardians. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Guardians behind the White Sox this year. Um, and then out in the AL West, I think this is the year the Angels kind of put it all together and make a good run. Otani. Yeah, I think I think Trout stays healthy. I think Otani stays healthy. I think their pitching kind of, you know, stays consistent. They'll make a good run. They'll be a playoff team. So I think you'll see the Angels come out of the West. Uh, could be one of the teams that come out of the West that will at least be contending for that division all year. Um, I'd put Houston there, too. And then what's the last division in baseball that I'm forgetting? Central East. Yeah. West. Um, no, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So they that's what I would have, Mr. Bro- Mr. Brooklyn. I mean, what can I say? That's what's in my case. Maybe I want to meet somebody. Maybe they're strong team. They're in, they're out there, strong team. And after when they start off very bad, they punched out, came back in, pushed through, put on the seat in the season. Of course, you know, even 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 but you know, it's always still strong team. You never doubt uh, Aaron Judge. Those boys, they love to hit. And when they're hot, they're, they're very hot. Yeah. However, like you said, like um, Zach said, Phillies, man. Phillies? Phillies. Yeah, they I mean, can hit. Uh, yeah, they can hit, but what what do they have for pitching, though? 
They got Aaron Nola. Oh, they got good pitching. They got Alan Nola. They got Brogdon. They got Eflin. They got, they got Zach. Wayne. No, That's they got they got Wayne. Zach Wheeler. They got Aaron Nola. Now their oh, pitching's Wheeler. pretty Wheeler. good. Wheeler, don't tell me about Wheeler. Wheeler is a disappointment. I, I was yeah, Wheeler was Wheeler was a Cy Young candidate this past season. Are you kidding me? Man, Wheeler, he. He's been Wheeler's been Wheeler's been great since he's been in Philadelphia. The couple of years he's been in Philly, he's been amazing. All right, better pitching staff: Braves or Philly? Obviously, the Braves from top to bottom. The Braves have the better pitching staff, but the Phillies Phillies definitely have some quality pitching and have a quality bullpen, and they can hit with it. J Bo, you we haven't um your mic. My mic. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Okay. It was kind of low. I couldn't hear what you were saying. I was saying, like, like Zach said, the Braves pitching staff is hot bottom better than the Braves. Oh yeah, we got Charlie. We, I mean, we got Charlie Morton, veteran pitcher. Yeah. You know, you can always count on him. We got the younger, the youngins, Max Free. We got Ian Anderson. I mean, we're now. We got, <coughs> I mean, we actually got two closers if you want to look at it now with uh, Will Soroka's Smith, coming back too. And so exactly. So I mean, I, I love the I love the way we got our bullpen now. I love our bullpen. I All think, right, like I said, I think the Braves are going to be the winner of that division, but I think yeah. the Phillies are going to be a team that'll shock some people. Yeah. yeah. We getting we getting Ronald we getting Ronald back. Yeah, we getting Ronald back. So I, I'm I'm going to say the Braves in the NL. Um, in the AL, I like the White Sox. I think that's a quiet. I mean, not the white uh the uh, White Sox. I like I like them. That's a quiet sleeper. Uh, I don't think a lot of guys, uh, a lot of people are paying attention to the White Sox. But I will have to say Boston looks good. That's tough. With, yeah, Boston does the look additions. good. I, Boston has good hitting. I mean, they might need to get um, a little bit more um, starting pitching. But um, I don't know. I think I think Boston. I think Boston takes that division this year. Yeah, I think I think too. Um, I mean, yeah, I like Boston. I don't know. I like I said, I would have it going Toronto, Tampa, New York, Boston. Like, but okay. the but the three like, I think Toronto and Tampa are the locks for like the top of that division. And I think New York and Boston are going to battle. Um, all three could be playoff teams. You could have three playoff teams out of that division easily. You know, yeah. it all really depends on how the pitching is for Boston this year. Yeah. But um, I did, if I have to go out of the, the AL for my early AL favorite too to go to the World Series, I would go Tampa, Tampa Bay. So I would go Dodgers, Tampa Bay World Series. And then right now, I think I don't know. That would be a tough one because Dodgers have great have a great lineup and solid pitching. So does Tampa. Um, but I think I'd still give the edge to the Dodgers again in that. So, uh, yeah. And for an MVP, uh, this is a tough one because there's so many great I mean, players. It's only, it's only really, really only one real answer to this question. In the right. NL, I'm going Juan Soto. I'm going Juan Soto for the NL MVP this year. I like I like Juan Soto a lot. I think uh, like I think of the big young three as I consider them, like, which is Tatis, Acuna, and Soto. I think Soto is quietly the best of the three offensively, but 
he's just plays for Washington and all that. I like Acuna. Acuna, I would probably I was going to say, we, didn't, we must ain't seen what Acuna did last year. We not, oh, we no, no. I saw it. No, don't get me wrong. I'll give, but I would say, dude, Soto is just, as a hitter, Soto is the best, the best hitter. He can hit for power and contact. Then I would put Acuna probably, I mean, I don't know. Tatis is a, is a good hitter. I like Acuna's game overall more than Tatis's because Acuna is a much better defensive player and he plays an equally difficult position on the field of right field. Yeah. And Ronald Acuna is a top five defensive um, player. I don't think I could give Acuna the MVP coming back from a knee injury this year. I think it would be next year that I would give Acuna the MVP. So that's why I give Soto the edge this year. Um, and then in the AL. The AL oh. is only one person. Who's that? Huh? All right. Shohei Otani. Yeah. I, who? Who else? You can make a case for Vlad, I guess, but yeah, I feel it's I Otani. I feel it's Otani or Vlad in the AL for MVP again. I give it. Who you got, Javo? I'm gonna actually before I say, before I say what I got to say. I'm gonna who you who you I, got? I agree with you. I was just I was joking. I just want to see if you guys want to say anybody else. That's it. Uh, okay, yeah. I NL, I, I can understand what you Soto, mm, we, we got to see. We got to see. Um, but I think, I honestly, I like Pete uh, Alonzo more than I like um, Soto. For MVP, though? I, I mean, maybe, like I said, maybe not for MVP, but I'm just talking about as far as we're talking about hitting power. Pete Alonzo, Pete Alonzo, he, I like him. I like him. Mm. Yeah, but if, we're I going, mean, if we're going MVP, I like Alonzo too, but Soto's a lot better. But if we're going MVP, I gotta go Okuna. I mean, yeah, I'm a Braves fan, but no, I get it. I like Okuna. Like I but said, did I we not watch the... this guy? Did we not watch this guy have a breakout season before he got hurt? Yeah, he's coming off the ACL, and that's why I think next year he would, he's gonna be like. I think next year is when I would pick him for MVP. I think this year he's gonna take a little bit. He's gonna need a little bit to shake the rust off and come back and get a feel for the game, you know. But he'll be fine. Acuna, Ronald Acuna will be fine. Yeah. And um, AL. his brothers, his brothers, pretty uh, tore up the minors last year too. For towards the end of the year. Yeah, I, 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 I heard, I heard. But yeah, Otani in the AL, hands down. I mean, I mean, this guy does it all. I mean, we. Since we haven't seen somebody since Babe Ruth that that just do it all. I mean, this guy got speed. I mean, what did he hit for? What forty home runs, a hundred RBIs, almost thirty uh, stolen bases. I think he had twenty six. So I mean, that's good. Not to and, mention and, he's a, he was pitched, you know. And I was gonna say, and not to mention he's well, a, he's, pitching numbers. I'll look he's it a, up he's right a now. Good, he's a pretty good pitcher too. I mean, he's he's not no Kershaw. I mean, but he has the ability. Yeah, I mean he was nine and he was nine and two last season yeah. with a three point one eight ERA. Yeah. That's not so, bad at all as a pitcher. Exactly. So. Exactly. So I say oh tiny hands down. All right, guys. All right. With that being said, um before we move into the uh NBA uh playoffs, guys, um I wanna ask y'all this guys. We we're gonna talk about the mandate a little bit. Um tell me what you guys think about uh the mandate first of all and i want to know who you guys think um had the biggest was the biggest influencers on the mandate being um uplifted 
what do you what do you mean from like they, a sports like, perspective? Because yeah. I think like it's like yeah. the mayor and like you know. I'm, uh, I'm talking about like as far as sports perspective. Of course, of course, but of course it was the mayor. You know, of course the mayor. It was the mayor, but you also got you know you got these sports athletes that um, these guys are watching and they're in their ear. You know, because like I say, for the Yankees, the Yankees make that make New York probably all, more than half of the money that they make. You know, comes from the Yankees. So. I'm just saying, from the perspective as uh, as far as sports, do you think the the sports world had a had an impact of moving that um, along further, of, of of pushing it, you know, of pushing it to be done quicker than it, it than it was? Okay, I can see what you're saying. Um, I mean, I I think it they it definitely, I think it you definitely can't. I think you definitely have to say it played some part in it like the sports and the upcoming events because they know that they want to have like the cities know that they want to have them and all that but i think new york is just going with what the rest of the countries do it and the rest of the places because a lot of places now are removing mask mandates and public places and all that so new york was just like one of the last ones to do it and had one of the more steeper ones and as as i understand there's 10 million people in that city you know so they got to keep them protected but yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I definitely think like yeah, the the sports teams definitely had some effect because obviously like yeah, you know they want to those those arenas and all that they want the revenue. How do they get the highest revenue by putting the best product on the on the field, the court, you know, etc. Um, same with that. Same with like concerts and artists and all that, you know. So I understand that. So I get what you're saying with that. Yeah. Um, so I think as a collective, I think I think it's collectively just a group effort and to not get like too political with it yeah just think like collectively it's the group like collectively it's the re- seeing the rest of the city seeing the rest of the cities and towns around them in the nation understanding that yeah we want to have events and people want to have normal lives and all that you know so i think the i think it's effect an interesting effect that'll be though is what happens this leads into a kind of this kind of ties in with our next segment though because what happens with like if brooklyn has to go play toronto in the first yeah. round and now i was going to ask you about, about that with uh baseball also because you you I, I was hearing you t- um saying toronto toronto so what happens if new york has to go to toronto you know what i mean yeah i mean then? you know with the players like because right now they're saying they're just speculating from as far as what i know about judge not having the shot and maybe rizzo also yeah, I think they were speculating just because of um some of the comments that they uh, have made in some of their um interviews. So it's a lot of speculation going on. But you know, just say what if, you know, not having Judge and Rizzo, you know, in the, in that lineup. That's, that's too much. That's too much to take with That's tough. That's yeah, tough. It it's very tough. And then um, I don't know. I just think that um. I think it was a stupid. I think it was stupid for them to to take so long to, from the get go. You know, I felt I felt like once they lifted the mandate across the country, then you know, I feel like you know what was the what was the what was New York waiting on? You know what I mean? But I can understand. Like I've I've been there before. I can understand the population and it, they have more people. But still, you know, it's like okay, you're allowing. Um, 
unvaccinated players to come in um come into the arena but and and unvaccinated players to play in the arena but not your own so i i just thought it was kind of crazy from the get-go so yeah yeah but um you know Kyrie's back with that yes, being sir. said Kyrie's back and that definitely had a big effect on um this upcoming NBA uh playoffs especially in the east um, I want to get you guys is let's start with you, Jay. But I want to get you guys is um, predictions on um, what you think some of the mat what you think the matchups you're gonna see and I'm gonna have a little fun with this one. Who, who do you got? Who you got coming out, man? All right, well I'm gonna start with the West since I'm in East Coast. I'm gonna start with the West. Honestly, I think the big matchup to look for is the is uh, the the, uh, the Nuggets. I believe there there is not supposed to be matchups in the third time. That could change in these coming games, but right now they're matching against each other. I think that's a that's a very big matchup. We still don't know about Curry. Though we're more likely hopeful that he's coming back. Play Raymond, they're all going to be there, but I just don't think I don't, I still don't see anybody who can stop Nikola. I have yet to, I have yet to see Yoko stop. Why any any not saying he can't be stopped, but in a playoff setting, seven games against against Jokic without his two best stars and he's played the way he played and the way he elevates his teammates, I don't know if the Warriors gonna come out that series in in quick a quick series. Not gonna be quick series. I can't see it. So you got Denver coming out the West? No, I don't have to come out the West. I'm saying that first round that's a magic to watch. Okay. okay. The West, ooh, I honestly I'm gonna have to give it to to the Suns. I'm not a believer. I still don't like the Suns. I never did, but they proved me wrong. This season, they proved me wrong. They just they lost Chris Paul. They were still they lost Sam Booker. They still won games. It's that team is it's deep and it's, it's a bunch of good players here. Chris Paul, Paul Bridges, they're all just really good ball players. Cameron Payne was a nice guy for Pondo when Chris Paul was on. Really, they're really solid. You can't beat that. I, I, I will say the one thing about um the Suns, um they got good coaching that helps. Monty Williams, I mean, great coach. He great. he he has that. He to me, any other coach would not have that team number one in the West. I mean, I, that's just in my opinion. Monty Williams, ever since they ever since they um they had that good that what well, they went undefeated in the bubble matter of fact right they went undefeated in the bubble i mean they didn't have a chance that year but ever since that i mean they've been on the top of the they've been in the top of the west for two years straight now you know so and i just think that has to do with a lot with also with monty williams having that team um team chemistry and you know playing together so i you know i got to give him some credit also in that in, in that yeah definitely who you who who so who you got coming out the east? East, uh, see, the east is tough. It's a battle all all every season is a battle. You got the the Bucks, the Sixers, the Nets, the Raptors. It's just no. the Bulls. I didn't say the Bulls. The Bulls. No. The disrespect. No. Too much really good teams. The disrespect. Come out the east. It's just one game to change the entire landscape for the east. This one game is crazy. Yo, you ask me to pick. You know me, I'm picking Kevin Durant, the best player in the world. Okay. Okay. Because 
even with last year, we saw that day one of the line, he hit the shot. Not not saying that, okay, he was on the line, but he lost the game, but he hit the shot. Connor and the man hit the shot. They, they could have, if the, the bowling could have easily been his side, that's what he went back in. But. I, I, I got you. Lastly, I don't see, I still don't see anybody stopping, stopping Giannis. I don't. Giannis? Yeah, I don't see anybody beating the bus. So you got, you got. Big defensive player. They just got back to blow test. He's looking good. Now they have Bobby. Walking. So Milwaukee, you got out of these. Chris Middleton will be Chris Middleton, and Giannis is unstoppable. So you got, so you got Gian, um, Bucks coming out of these. I got Bucks. I got Bucks coming out of these. Bucks, you live, and you live in Brooklyn. Bucks or Nets? It's Bucks or Nets. From Brooklyn? I'm not putting them over over the Nets. So if the Nets not making it, it has to be the Bucks, and vice versa. I put it this way. This is this is what I will say because I I feel like. I'm a LeBron fan. I still think LeBron is the best player in the world. I mean, I, I, I get Kevin Durant. I get Kevin Durant. Don't, I, don't get me wrong. But I think Brooklyn, I mean, hands down, I don't see, I don't see a team stop. I don't see a team stopping Kevin Durant and Kyrie in a seven game series. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I just don't see it. So I got, I got Brooklyn, and I'm gonna stay with my Warriors pick until I find out that Curry is not gonna play. Well, fun fact about your Brooklyn, about Brooklyn, there's that's been to play the um the Celtics in the second round. That's the Celtics, the Bucks in the second round. Uh, if they win, Raptors, Bucks in the first round, and the winner of that game to play the winner of the Celtics versus Nets. Yeah. Um. See, I think this. I think the Nets will beat Celtics too. I yeah. see. I think the net. I think the Nets go um go through Boston easily. All right, all right, all right, all right. I gotta shut you. I gotta shut you both up because you. You know why? Hold on, hold on. Before you go, Zach, let me tell you why. Why? Number one, they don't have Tom Lord anymore. He's done. That's a big loss. That is a that is a huge loss. I get it. I get it. No, but still, yeah. I gotta go with I gotta go with I still gotta stay pat. Uh I agree with you, Jay, in the West until I hear like further that Curry's out further. I'm still staying pat with Golden State in the West. Um I think they're overall the best team. I think the Suns are good too. I would have I would I would say it could be one of three teams in the West that come out of the West. It could be Golden State, it could be the Suns, and it could be Memphis. I would say Memphis could do it too because Memphis is a really good team, really solid team as well. Um, built extremely well, uh, very young. So yeah, I would give it if, like I said, so if Golden State's not there, yeah, I'm probably gonna go with um, I'm probably gonna go with Phoenix or Memphis if Gold if Curry's out for an extended period of time and not back for the playoffs. And then in the East, yeah, I just gotta give you all a little slack because. Y'all completely disrespected the Celtics, who are the number one team in the Eastern Conference, by the way. Oh, number know. one team in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. Me, no, it does, this, but the net let me tell you this. The Nets were number one in the East before Kevin Durant went down. That's all I'm gonna say. No, I, the Nets are a good team. Don't get me wrong. The Nets are a good team, but the Nets have the Nets have flaws. Um, 
Same with every team has flaws, though. I don't know. I think the Nets. I see their second round loss for the Nets at mo like at the furthest. Um, but it, I think it really depends on their first round matchup where they finish for the seed because they can still finish as a higher seed than they are right now, which changes their matchup, you know. But I don't see the Nets going all the way. I just don't see it. Um, I don't know. I like. I do like Durant. I do like Eric Kyrie. Um, I can see Boston getting to the East Finals again. You know, like I said, it depends. It depends on the health of Time Lord. If they would come out of the East, but it's not looking good with him, he's going to be out for a while. It seems. Yeah. Um, which means Horford and Thais are going to have to step up, which they can, and Horford's good. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I like the Celtics a lot too, because um, not just because I'm from Boston, but just because they still have a good squad even without Time Lord out. They still have good fill-ins. They can make a decent run. I could definitely yeah. see them go to the East Finals, um, possibly even go- coming out of the East. Um, the Heat, I don't know what really happened to the Heat. They were pretty good, but they kind of just like imploded and their flaws show. They need to start Hero. Yeah, they do. They do <laughs> need to start Hero. Um, the Cavs, I mean, the Cavs too. The Cavs are a dark horse that I kind of have. I don't think this is the year for the Cavs. I think give the Cavs uh, a year, like another year or two, and they'll be a serious contender. But hey, I definitely think the Cavs can make some noise. Hey, J-Bo, in the playoffs. J-Bo, bring it, J-Bo, I'm sorry, um, that bring your mic closer. Cause you fade, yeah, you fade in the way when you lean, but yeah, better. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a little yeah. better. Um, but yeah, so I would say probably. Uh, I mean, Milwaukee's also good in the East. Milwaukee's the defending champs, so I think it's hard to pick against them but yeah i would have to go probably i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna pick the east final i'm not gonna pick who comes out of the east but i'm gonna pick boston and milwaukee for the eastern conference final um mm-hmm. that's what i'm gonna pick the eastern conference final matchup to be one of those two teams is gonna come out of the east one of those two teams will come out of the east or will come out of the east um i mean i don't know it's tough because like i said the west depends golden state sun memphis they're all really they're all really good teams. Can all match up all really well against a lot of Eastern Conference teams. So it'll be an interesting playoffs. It'll be fun to watch for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So now that we uh, got through the NBA, um, there was a big trade that happened. Oh. Um, a very big trade. I think this is going to be uh, career-defining for Mr. Uh, Mahomes, the Tyreek Hill trade, the Chiefs trading. Huh? I think his career is going to be defined. And why you say that? Let me ask you that. Why you say that? He's one and done. That's it? That's it for him. One and done. One and done? Who's well, one and done? Well, anyway, the Chiefs traded uh, Tyreek Hill for, what, three first-round draft picks? No, one. F- it was a bunch of draft picks. It was one first, one first, like a second, a third. Uh, it was a few draft picks, and then it was like five picks total, and there was only one first in it. But Okay. And all right, so let me get you guys, first of all, let me get you guys your initial thoughts on the trade. And then I want to know how do y'all, how do you guys see it affecting not only Mahomes but the Chiefs in general? Chances of you know as being a dynasty, as they want to call them, with only one chip. I first saw the trade popping from my phone. 
I'm like, I, all I could think of is, this is huge giving up. That's that's the first thing that came out. All they give up because I, I, like I said, I don't know what happened. This, I think this justifies Patrick Mahomes being a one and done football quarterback. He just he could have a chance depending on what they do with their draft picks. Maybe maybe they have a plan to sign something for somebody really good, or maybe they're going to trade those picks or somebody really good. I don't know. I can't predict the future, but I can tell you now that trade destroys their offense. Yeah. Yes, as you all know, the Chiefs aren't really run. They're not a run team. They're not a running team. They can't run. They can't run. They could try, but they can't run. Every year they get exposed because the run game is not as powerful. Impacting yeah. them and the receivers have to save them. So really, first, I don't think that our receiver has to really change the game for them. Yeah, they just traded him away. And they, they still have, they still have the run back, so. Yeah, yeah, because Carl, because Carlos Harris Hilaire, he's been hurt, and but he really hasn't. Um, I mean, he really hasn't done anything as far as, you know, doing anything for their run game to me, anyway. But yeah. Zach, before you go, my personal thoughts when I first seen it. Yeah. I was like, I was like the Chiefs are. I was like the Chiefs being the Super Bowl favorites is out of the is done like them them being picked as the super bowl favorites and them having the best odds to win the super bowl now is 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 it's over with it's over with because he changed to me that type of player with the speed he has and the ability to stretch the defense that type of player changes the way defensive coordinators game plan because you your your game plan you know what i mean you're game planning different number one you're key you you can't not have two safeties over the top so yeah. you're you're playing deep. You you know what I'm saying. You're playing deep already. So I mean the pieces that they added, uh, Scandlin um, from Green Bay, um, Juju. I I just don't. You know I see they I see they're trying to stockpile wide receivers, but I it still ain't gonna it still ain't gonna have the effect that uh, Tyreek have. I think Tyreek was 50 percent of the offense. I mean I I, I feel like he helped. 60. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he helped Mahomes so much that this year, I mean, I don't want to just throw him and knock him already, you know, just knock him already. But I did. But to me, he was exposed last year and he showed last year that he's not invincible. Like it, like everybody wants to talk about, like the yeah. media wants to talk about. They want media wants to talk about. He's the GOAT already the best of all time and he hasn't even done anything yet because there's a there was a lot of throws that i seen the skip the skip throw that he threw trying to throw across the field that he didn't even make it it's like you know he's missing throws so he's not invincible like people think and and he'll really he really was a big dynamic to that offense i think Kelsey, Kelsey is not not as open as he is um, with Hill gone. I think you know. I, I I feel like just you know, teams are gonna blitz more now that you know uh, we don't have to play eighty yards downfield now. So we're gonna you know they can blitz some more. What type losing Tyree? The safety's gonna have to play up now, not down. Yeah, yeah. When safeties play down, when when safety, I'm sorry, when safeties play up, mean they're playing towards your offense. That means that that means you don't you don't have a you don't have a deep game you don't have a long game. 
There's no there's no throw you can make that's gonna scare the safeties. And you're not scared yeah. of safeties, you yeah. lose, you're losing that long, that long offensive game. Yeah. I just think that I just think that Mahomes I just think that feel like Mahomes that he he really has to prove this year that he's you know that he is the GOAT. But I still got Aaron over him, but you know, that's for another day. But I just think that Tyreek, once again, Tyreek was a big part of that offense and it's gonna show. It will definitely right. show. All right, so I think let me start off since you guys started from the Chiefs side. Let me start off from the Miami perspective of the deal. I think it's great. Um, it's a great move for the Miami Dolphins. Um, it just now it gives the Miami Dolphins with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert. It gives the Miami Dolphins the fastest offense in the NFL, and that offense is going to be super dynamic. The things that they'll be able to do with Hill and Watson, they're basically it's basically you have two Tyreek Hills. In that <laughs> offense, you know, and that's going to be scary. So, yeah, the Dolphins are going to be that offense. So I get why the Dolphins made that trade, because it just get, it makes their offense better, even with whoever's throwing the ball. And I think, yeah, I think I think for I think as well as Mahomes, I think this is a prove year as well for Tua. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I think they are giving Tua every opportunity to succeed. So I think really if like Tua fails, it's really on Tua because you have Tyreek Hill, you have Raheem Mostert, um, you got Jalen Waddle, you have Mike Kosicki. So you have weapons, you know. Mm-hmm. So I really think uh, it's a prove-it year for um, Tua as well. Now, on the other side of the coin, for the Chiefs, I understand, I understand the deal for the Chiefs because Tyreek Hill's contract was up at the end of the season. They weren't going to re-sign him. Um, they just didn't have the cap space. He was going to want way too much money, um, and I get it. So I get why they traded him. They got they got a first. They got a second first. So that gives them pick twenty nine and pick thirty this year. See, they got back to back first round picks. And this year, I mean, for what the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs need, which is why defense and probably another maybe another weapon, like another pass catching weapon. This is the perfect draft for them to have two first round picks in, especially late because there's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft. There's a lot of great uh, defensive talent in this draft. There's also a lot of great offensive linemen in this draft too. But as far as the chiefs concerned going forward, I don't agree with you guys. I actually think the moves that the chiefs have made um, on both sides of the ball, because they brought in Justin Reed on the defense. Yes, they lost Tyron Matthew, but they brought in Justin Reed, who, yeah, is a tier down, but he's still 25. He's still got a lot of potential. He's still developing. He's going to grow into a great safety, which he already is a good safety. And um, so I think on that side of the ball, they'll be fine. They definitely they definitely made some additions um, on both sides. But, like, they got Juju. They have MVS. MVS will be the type of receiver that they'll use to take the top off the field. So, question, so he'll kind of fill the Tyreek Hill. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. He'll, t- fill, he'll take the Tyreek Hill role um, and, like, stretch the field. And then you have Juju, who's the possession receiver, who's going to be short underneath. Um, I agree with you guys that this is a prove-it year for Patrick Mahomes as well. Like, I really feel um, if Patrick Mahomes can go out and win and be still be successful with this team, I think absolutely he's, you know, he's good. Yeah, like, don't call him the GOAT yet, but he's definitely good, and he's definitely, you know, on a, well on a way to being an all-time great. I think if he can prove it with this team. But I don't think this team is as bad as people think. I just think they're going to change. I think from a schematic standpoint, the Chiefs are changing what they're doing um, because they brought in – they also brought in Ronald Jones. And Ronald Jones has actually been has been a, a good back 
uh, even with behind, even playing behind Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones has been a very efficient running back, been a very good back. Um, I would say Ronald Jones has actually been a better running back than CEH and with their offensive line. So that gives the chiefs now a different dynamic in their offense because they have a better running game than they have had in a while. They've probably, I would argue that Ronald Jones might be the best running back that they've had since Kareem Hunt. He's not on Kareem Hunt's level when Kareem Hunt was there, but he's certainly a good running back and he's 24. So he's still young. Um, I like that pickup for them a lot. I think that gives them now a solid running game, at least an adequate enough running game that can make some noise and you, you know, that you have to account for as a defense, which then opens things up for Juju and MVS on the outside and the usual suspect, Travis Kelsey. So I, I think the chiefs like from, a, I just think, I think we're seeing a shift in what the Chiefs do schematically. It's like what Andy Reid did in Philadelphia. You know, he kind of did the same thing in Philadelphia. He got to the Super Bowl in Philadelphia with a lot less than he had in Kansas City, you know? Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, I also think that, though, like, they're in a, that div- the rest of the Chiefs division, too, got a lot better. All the teams in that division improved um, in the offseason as well. So it's going to be a very competitive division. I think I could also see the Chiefs being the being the team that's like finishes fourth, that's out of it. But um, as far as the Chiefs are concerned themselves, though, I just think that we're seeing a schematic shift in what they're doing. I think they're evolving their game. They want to add a different aspect to a different wrinkle. Um, I think I think I don't think you're going to see a drop off in play like like what you're expecting. Like, I think it's going to be the same. I think it's going to be just I think it's going to be the same, like same level of production, not as explosive, just different. It's going to be different than what we've seen from the Chiefs team schematically because they're going to be running the ball now. They're going to have Juju. They're going to have a possession based receiver because I I would say Juju is the best wide receiver on that team now. Uh, MVS is good, but Juju is a lot better. So Juju is their best wide receiver then you got travis kelsey who's also yeah who's also the same type like field stretcher i don't know i think it gives them a lot of things to do schematically i think it actually in the long term forum will open things up more uh schematically as they learn more things they can do with that style but i think for now we're just seeing a shift in the things that they're doing um so i like what they've done i like the so addition of Rojo as, too now so are you gonna ask me so as far as Super Bowl aspirations, you think that you think the team that they're putting together now that they're they're corporate uh, putting together right now is better than um, with Hill? I think any team is better with Hill. I'm not arguing that they're not um, a worse. I'm not saying that they're not a better team without Hill. I'm just saying that they're a different team without Hill, and I think they realize that. So, so they're Super going. Bowl, okay, let me ask you this: Super Bowl chances, though. With this team versus with Hill, do you you think it you think it goes up or down? I think it stays the same. Um, I think they're the same level of contender. I just think it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna be based on how the rest of their division performs because that's gonna be a tough division. You could have four. You could easily have four ten win teams in that division this year. You know, okay. you could very easily have four ten win teams in that division and. So, you know, that's going to be, like I said, that's going to be a very competitive division. I think, like I said, it's all going to be dependent on what the rest of the league does. But I think their chances stay the same. I think I could see a slight drop, a slight drop in their Super Bowl chances. But I, they still think they're a contender. They're Kansas City. Andy Reid's a good coach. They okay. got 
you know, they got Patrick Mahomes. Like, like I said, yeah, this is also a prove year for him, but they still got Mahomes. They, okay. they made improvements. So, All right, Jay, what you was going to say, Jay, but what you was going to say? What were you saying? I was, I was saying Zach, Zach, I was telling Zach that's the same answer. He said, he said they're going to stay the same. They're going to ask about the Super Bowl chances. Yeah, no, I, I do understand your case. I understand what, what, that you're saying that the team still, because any team, even if they lose a star receiver, let's say you lose a star receiver, you're still going to find, you still, you still have other people in place to get those points or get those receives, get those yards that this receiver was giving you before. So it's, it's a, I, I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team. I'm not saying they're, they're, they're still going to be the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the Chiefs out the way. Even, without, even with all the problems, this we stop packing the home. They have all these other guys that mix in the Chiefs, and then I think they're going to be clear cut. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be competing. Yeah, they're yeah, they're going to be a, they're going to be a playoff team still. Like I said, they're going to be a, a competitive team still. It's just going to be different. It's not going to be the same explosive Chiefs offense that we've seen. It's yeah. also not going to be a dink and dunk offense that we've seen either. It's going to be probably be more of an intermediate middle like like. It's going to be like a 10 yard plus like intermediate passing game offense. I think that's, what's going to be best you're going to see. And you'll have like, yeah, they'll use MVS like for down the field to take the top off, but they're mainly going to filter the ball to Kelsey and Juju on the outside and run the ball with Rojo. Yeah. So I think schematic from a schematic standpoint, it's different. I mean, running the ball is huge, so that'll help them in the playoffs. So I don't know, but yeah, like I said, I see it the same, can, maybe a slight drop off in Super Bowl I can, chances. I can definitely, yeah. and, and I, I can definitely understand your points. You make good points. Um, but I just me, I'm just, I'm just looking at the rest of that division. I'm looking at how they played last year and I just, I just, like I said, Mahomes got to prove. He's gonna have to show. He's gonna have to show that he's he's better than Rodgers. He's better than T- Tom Brady. He's better than all these legends oh, yeah. that, that came before him. He's got to prove it. <laughs> I agree with that. Like I agree with that. And like I said, like yeah, if he can yeah. do that, yeah, if he can do that this year, like with what they have and show, okay, it's yeah. not Tyreek Hill. It's not you know the product of the weapons around him. He actually, yeah. he's yeah. good that's himself. What I, I guess know? that's what I'm trying to say. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to see if 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 it if, if he's like a Mark Bulger, for example. Yeah, Mark it, Bulger. There you Mark go. Bulger had Tory Holt, had Isaac Bruce, <laughs> had Marshall Falk, had all these great weapons, and was was a great quarterback. Mechanically was yeah. still mechanically was a so great. Um, one of the all time mechanically sound yeah. quarterbacks. But um, Mark Bulger was you know when he had the pieces around him, he was, he was great. He was great. Yeah. When those pieces left, you know, you kind of started to see the fall off and his yeah. Mahomes going to, this is that, that year for Mahomes. Like, are we yeah. going to see that? I think, it, I I don't know. I think it's going to, like I said, I think he'll, I think he'll succeed. I think he'll, he'll be the same, but I think it's just going to be different. I don't think we're going to, it's going to look like what we're used to with the chiefs. Like I said, yeah. I think it's going to be a different from a schematic standpoint. All right, guys. So we got a little bit of we got a few um a little bit of time. Um, but yeah, um t- going back real quick um about Miami. Um yeah, Tua has to prove Tua has to prove something too. He has to show something too because now he like you say he has the weapons now. But me honestly, watching Tua, I don't I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I'm sorry. I just just watching him, I don't feel I don't have I that think- feel yet. 
I think that remains to be seen because, yeah. like, I mean, that's a hypothetical at this point. Like, no one really knows until we see him play on the field. Yeah. With this offense, but I think, yeah. I think he has. Like I said, I just think Tua. This is, yeah, I agree. This is absolutely a prove it year for Tua. This is the make or break it year. This is where the year where the Dolphins decide: okay, are we going to keep Tua, or are we going to move on from him and draft another quarterback or try to trade for one? You know. Um, but I think the weapons that they have around him, they're giving him every chance to succeed. And if he fails, it's completely on Tua. I don't know. I mean, it's tough for me because, like, I like chances. I like rooting for the guy. Left-handed quarterbacks are actually statistically more accurate than right-handed quarterbacks um, in general, um, which is a weird statistic. But it's something about it's something about the way the lefties uh, are able to see the field from the left-handed perspective <laughs> makes them slightly more accurate in general. So he he's already a pretty accurate quarterback. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm I'm intrigued to see how that Miami Dolphins offense is going to be though with all that speed, because that offense could be scary. Yeah. Like if Tua, if let's not even if Tua balls out, just if Tua comes out and is better than he has been. So Tua comes out and throws for thirty touchdowns and thirty five hundred yards. That's going to be a scary. That's going to be a scary Miami team. You know. Now, if he comes out and throws for 4K and 40 touchdowns, that's even scarier. But I think you can get a solid 30, 3,500, 3,500, 30 TDs from him pretty easy in that offense. I mean, you can easily get 10 touchdowns from Hill. You can get 10 plus from Hill. You can get 10 plus from Waddle. Uh, Gasicki's a touchdown hog, too. You know, you're going to have Mostert. Um, and they also added Chase Edmonds, too. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah. Who's yeah. a good passing down back. So he's they got, They're loaded with running backs now. They're loaded with Oh, running. no, they're definitely, they're definitely loaded. And Miami always has a good defense. They always play a very difficult defense. I mean, even even the Tom Brady himself has said that Miami, all, uh, Miami, every time he's played Miami, Miami has always been one of the toughest defenses he's played. And uh, uh, – and coming from a Patriots fan, yeah, he's played some of his worst games against the Miami Dolphins that I've watched him play. Um, so it's true. Yeah, he's just like what they do schematically defensively, and they always have a good defense. It, yeah. It's always, it, you know, it's never a top five defense, but it's always solid. It's always top 10, always a solid defense. So, yeah, I think I like the deal from both sides. I get it from both sides. I understand Casey wasn't going to sign him with the, ca- with the cap space, and Miami needed the weapons. So. All right, guys. So we, you know, we got real quick, real quick though. Before we end, real quick, best best left-handed quarterback all time. Ooh. Who wants to go first? Because I already know the answer to this. I say Boomer Assassin. Boomer Assassin. That's a pretty Boomer. good one. <laughs> Boomer. That's a pre- I wasn't expecting that one. That's a pretty good one. What about you, Javon? That's the only one I know. Oh yeah. Mike Vick's a lefty. Uh, Ken Stabler was a lefty. Mark Brunel. Yeah, Mark Brunel. No, there were a lot of good left-handed quarterbacks, but I'm going to say the best left-handed quarterback is Steve Young. Young? Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Steve Young as the best left-handed quarterback. All right. All right, guys. That does concludes our show for today. Um, check us out, guys. We got some new um, platforms that we're using. Check us out on Apple Music. Check us out on Spotify. Um, Are we, we on Discord, too? Discord also, yeah. We got one of the best the best editors around. Marianne. Cool. Shout, out. Shout out to Marianne. Shout out to Marianne, our editor. She's dope. 
she Mate. puts this all together she takes our our mess that we record and turns it into this beautiful this beautiful work of art for you guys to view so we appreciate it check us out subscribe like comment let us know what you think let us know what we prove on any last words jerry bo <laughs> any final thoughts you want to have fun but we need yeah. to have fun yeah share it like it uh, whatever whatever you can do with it just do it yes sir we out all right rock 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 bottom the track boy